you can learn, uh, you know, kind of what to look for. Uh, that's why you want to take time out. Anybody who's interested in learning uh, about coin grading and what it takes to get back good grades, uh, you want to take some time to learn what the graders would be looking for. Hello, everybody. This is Jesus from Low Code Agency, and today we are in another podcast of Low Code. Today we have a very exciting guest. He's Grandmaster Puba. He's a coin collector, and he has an app that he uses to track his coin collection. Very unique, very niche, which I'm very excited to talk about with him. So, Puba, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad to be here, and I appreciate you for having me. Sure. Thank you. So I want to start there. I mean, you you collect coins, which is something, at least for me, very unique. And when we spoke the first time, it was the like the first time I, I spoke with someone who did this. I don't know, you do, do you do this professionally or uh, is it like a side business? Is it not even a business or a hobby? Tell us a little bit more about that. Okay, cool. Yeah, it started out as a hobby uh, and, and it still is for the most part. Um, I've since dropped the hobby thing because uh, hobby insinuates ah, it's just something that you do just for the fun of it. Uh, now it's more numismatic to make it sound like it's something serious, but that's what it is essentially by way of definition. Uh, numismatics is the hobby of coin collecting, and I also collect other things like banknotes and art, you know. So, but my passion is numismatics, and I've been. Added for, I want to say, about maybe two and a half, three years strong. Uh, so it's something that I've grown to love over time. God has shown me quite a bit, and I'm just along for the ride, selling. How do you How do you get started in that? Uh, I, I was checking out an online auction a few years back and came across some coins, that, which happened to be Washington Carver 50-cent commemorative pieces. And they were in holders, of course, uh, folders that you can see, turn them around, see the outburst and the reverse. And I'm like, man, that, that's really great. African-Americans on U.S. currency. And mm -hmm. then also for the Booker T. Washington coins as well. And so those were raw when I got them in. I started what does that mean? Uh, raw coins are coins that have not been certified, coins that have not been graded by third-party okay. grading so okay. with the raw coins that I got in, I um, examined them and, of course, appreciated them for what they were. But the next question that came to mind was, you know, what are they worth? And right. uh, through research, I was able to discover uh, third-party grading companies and okay. how they fit into the grand scheme of things to add worth and value to coins in the collection. And from there, the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> so these these companies that do the grading, like right now, you know, there's a maybe I don't want to say a bubble though, but there's a lot of activity around collecting like Pokemon cards or I don't know, baseball player cards. Are yeah. these companies that grade coins the same ones that grade these kind of collectibles, or is it a different thing? Well, most of the third party grading companies do authenticate items beyond numismatics, uh, okay. collect universe okay. as, uh, as an example, and then certainly uh, 
NGC, and they've got subsidiary companies that deal specifically with comic books and all types of collectibles. But yes, uh, they, they do authenticate and grade more than just coins. Okay. And then for, for numismatics, I understand that even though it's a very niche thing, uh, you are focused on a specific subset of coins. Is that right? Right now, the yes. George, the, the, I, I, start, right. I started out with uh, Booker T. Washington commemorative coins, uh, and they were made in 1946. And then the last of the classic commemoratives were the Washington Carver commemoratives. So that's where I began. And the, how many coins were minted from those? Oh my goodness! I mean, they just go for go through each year from night for. For BTWs, 1946 to 1951, and then uh, from Washington Carvers, I should know this. I want to say 1951 to, uh, goodness, I need to check that. You would think I would know <laughs> the size I rank on the set. <laughs> But for each year, there's uh, there are mints, all right? You've got mm -hmm. the Philadelphia Mint, the Denver Mint, San Francisco okay. Mint. And for each of the year, they would put out three uh, different coins from each of the mints. So you've got uh, a large number of coins for each set, the Booker T. Washington set, the Washington Carver set. So aside from that, to answer your initial question, um, I focus primarily on uh, those two commemoratives, just focused, honed in on those specifically. But I also collected other types, which would be the Morgan dollars, Morgan silver dollars. And um, I, I did, I'm doing- Which are not originally uh, like collectibles. Because one, I understand that there are the collectible items. So when they were minted, the uh, coins, they were always meant to be collected. Did the dollars were meant to be collected as well or not? Like where they were used in general and then sometime people start collecting them? I, midway through, it kind of it caught up, so I didn't catch the full question. One more time, please. So I understand that some coins that you have were originally made to be collected, right, as a collection. But are there other coins that were not not meant to be collected, and then at a certain time in history, in, in the last years, people started collecting them because there weren't many around, or something like that? That's a good question. I, I just, you know. What people choose to collect is is really on them. You know, I, I just think that for now, in today's time, in today's market, you have some coins that are more popular than others. Uh, Morgan okay. Dollars, for example, is something that you get uh, a lot of people, you know, because they, they go back, you know, 1878 uh, through 1921, you know, you've got collectors you know, as old as our grandparents and, you know, earlier than mm -hmm. that, have always liked those round, big uh, silver coins. Uh, but they tend to be right, very popular. Right. Uh, but okay. uh, part B of that answer is you have some of the uh, other types of coins that are gaining and even regaining popularity. And I surmise that the early commemorative coins Uh, are coming back and they will have a, a greater, uh, they'll have a greater demand. Now is a good okay. time, in my opinion, to, to start buying and uh, looking for early silver 
classic commemorative coins. Yeah. Do you think, like, I, I have dabbled a little bit into NFTs and these new technology about collecting digital products, if we can say that. Uh, and it's funny to see how sometimes some products go from whatever value, a few hundred dollars to hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, okay. Based on trends or based on, I don't know, maybe we don't even know based on what. What is the, why do some coins are, let's say, trendier than other ones in terms for, for collectionists? Is, it, is there a trend based on, I don't know, based on when they were minted or is it just a trend of like these years or these times people are collecting X types of coins? And a few years ago, they were not just because they were not as trendy or as, I don't know, visible or something. Yeah, uh, that's a tough one because a lot of it goes back to personal preference. Um, if you like collecting okay. Buffalo nickels because you like the style and the design of it, then that's something that, you know, you, you, you enjoy collecting. And the market pushes a lot of uh, what's in demand. And what I mean by that is what coins are selling the most, uh, what coins appreciate over time, uh, what coins within certain grades in the grading structure are worth more than others. Mm -hmm. So okay. the market has a lot to do with it. You've got uh, professional coin grading uh, services, PCGS, uh, NGC. Uh, they're the two top third-party grading companies, and they've got ex an extensive amount of tools and resources that are available now than there was many years ago. So by even accessing the price guide values and even the population reports, you can gain a great deal of insight on how the market is moving, um, paying attention to certain sources such as eBay and other auction houses. Okay. Yeah, and you know, it's something that you will you'll learn over time. And that's something I still am doing. I've, I've learned a, a great deal in a short amount of time, and that's what makes it fun. It really does. Yeah. Right. Right. Do you know the like how big the industry is in terms of how much money there is uh, in, in in coin collecting? My goodness, Doc! I have seen. Is it a billion dollar industry? Probably I, yes. I, I would venture to say that it's that it's definitely there. I mean, it's not uncommon wow. for auction houses to even in a week to pull down multiple millions of dollars in just a single wow. auction. Uh, so wow. you, you would be surprised. It's it's kind of hard to gauge it, and that's a little outside of my expertise. But you know, you've got coin collectors not just in the United States, but all around the world. Those third-party grading companies, as an example, they've got offices in in foreign countries mm -hmm. uh, and okay. so you've got u.s coins and then you've got foreign coins you've got um, uh, you know all different types of uh, different countries because most countries uh, produce some type of currency in coins mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so obviously depending on the condition of the coin um it it a lot of it has to do with the condition of the coin, as well as, you know, how old it is. Um, and with that being said, a lot of the modern coins that come out, uh, like the Silver Eagles, there's one released just about every well, every year. 
Um, but that's that spans back many, many years. I don't know when they started that program, but modern coins tend to be a little less in value as compared to a lot of the older coins, uh, you know, the standing Liberty quarters, um, the commemoratives, uh, and, and mm-hmm. the things along those lines. So uh, the older the coin, obviously, and the better the condition that it is, speaks to the rarity, right? You'll hear this okay. phraseology uh, kicked around here and there, conditional rarity of the coin. And that's what it ultimately speaks to uh, in terms of value. Yes, sir. So, um, you know, a coin, uh, I've got coins that are here that, you know, you'd be surprised how much a single 50 cent coin could be worth and how much a, a single coin could sell for. Uh, fortunately, uh, with the help of God on my side and blessing me in a, a multiplicity of ways, um, I'm the number two, I have the number two rank, uh, the number two Booker T. Washington commemorative set on the PCGS set registry. And also for uh, Washington Carver, 50 cent pieces, I'm the number three person in all of the world on the PCGS set registry. Wow. It's a major accomplishment. But I have seen coins wow, for a few hundred dollars to a few thousand dollars. I've just seen some recently that coins go into the hundreds of thousands of dollars. You would be surprised. Yeah. You is know, there an op- like is there an option for someone to find new coins in a private collection or something, and then the value of the of that subset of coins going down, or that or or, or it doesn't work that way. Well. Repeat the question. I'm going to make sure I understand it correctly. So imagine that there are, I'm, I'm going to say a number, a thousand coins of Booker T. Washington. And then next year, there's a private auction or, I don't know, in a in an old house, they find a hundred coins, right? So if there were a thousand coins and now there are 1,100 coins, does the value of the of that subset of coins goes down? Not, not really. Not so much okay. based on that. Um, Auction prices, and this is what I've discovered over the past few years, auction prices help to determine uh, the answer to that question. Um, You know, it's hard to know because there is a set number of coins uh, for uh, a year and a mint, and that's been Mm -hmm. recorded. It could be 100,000. Okay. Okay. You have some Washington Carver commemoratives that only have that have a small mintage of ten thousand, and even another coin that has a mintage of six thousand. So you have a mint a low mintage of six thousand for a single coin that was made in I don't know nineteen fifty three as an example nineteen fifty three s, but then you'll have modern coins that were distributed and there were millions of them. Mm-hmm. So obviously the less number of coins there are that were meant for a particular the more coin, valuable they are. Mm-hmm. The more valuable, yes sir. You know, right. if if a coin comes out and there's, you know, uh, seven million of it that have been made, it's 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 not gonna be that not unique. Value, right. You know, yeah. Right. But again, so, okay, um, so that's great. Now let's let's jump into technology. So you have an app where that you use to track your coins, right? 
So how did you end up there? How did you get the idea to build an app? Were you tracking your coins in a spreadsheet or in a notebook? And how did you find, in this case, Glide? And how did you thought like, oh, let's build an app and then I'll use the app to track all my coins and my submissions? How did that happen? Uh, I'm a guy of systems. I enjoy systems. I'm organized. I'm not necessarily a a, a neat freak by any stretch of the imagination, but I believe in the value of organizing things. And um, specifically for for the app that... idea that I came up with, uh, there wasn't one quite like it on the market. Uh, so it's the TPG, which stands for Third Party Grading, uh, Third Party Grading App, uh, TPG Tracker. And then just by simple definition and just as a description, what it does is it tracks uh, your submissions, your coin submissions to the third party grading companies. So as I spoke about earlier, um, whenever you have a raw coin and you want to send that coin in to be graded <clears throat> to a third-party grading company, what that TPG will do is, number one, assess whether or not if the coin is authentic. You know, it, is it made of silver? Is it, it making sure that it's not a knockoff, right? It's not a right. counterfeit. And then secondly, what the third-party grading company will do is um, they're going to determine the condition of the coin. And based on what's known as the Sheldon grading scale, they'll assign a grade to the coin. And that scale ranges from zero up to MS 70 or Mint State 70. 70 is the highest score that you can receive or the highest grade that you can receive for a coin. So for my app, I found myself sending in quite a bit of coins, you know, over the years I've spent a of money having coins graded um because if i'm not mistaken you can submit your coins several times so it's not like you're submitting all of your coins you're submitting all of your coins constantly right and and that's mainly because grading is subjective i mean these are human beings that you send your coins into and what you're doing essentially is you're paying them for their opinion Mm -hmm. so yeah perfect uh, in fact, I had to begin somewhere. The only reason I'm I'm as good as I am with uh, judging the quality of a coin, and that's not to sound like I'm bragging, but with time uh, comes experience. And mm-hmm. so I may be looking at a, a, a raw coin and uh, make the determination, right, through self-grading that, hey, this coin is, you know, a 66 I may send that coin in to be graded at PCGS and they'll encapsulate it and I'll receive it back and they'll have the grade as a mint state 64. Well, in my mind, okay. I'm thinking, wait a minute, I know I've got, I know this is a 66. Why did they say it was a 64? You know, I can't fault them for it, right? So, but again, as you mentioned Do earlier, they give you a reason or just a number? Sir? Do they give you a reason why they graded it 64 or they, no, actually, they just give they you don't. a number and that's it? Okay. Which is the okay. odd part about it. And that's something else that okay. I'm considering delving into a little bit more with another idea that I've got. But no, they do not provide a reason for why they give the grade the way that they do. You know, so you can learn, uh, you know, kind of what to look for. Uh, that's why you want to take time out. Anybody who's interested in learning 
uh, about coin grading and what it what it takes to get back good grades, uh, you want to take some time to learn what the graders would be looking for. Uh, but essentially, okay. it's, it's really hard uh, when it comes to what graders are looking for. They're looking they're looking at strike, uh, and I could break each one of these down. But it's strike. Um, you have got the. Um, I lost my thought that fast. You've got the strike, you've got the luster, right, which speaks to the activity of the coin. Uh, Another grading component would be uh, the eye appeal, which is the overall look of the the coin, which typically includes uh, a toning. And I'll talk about a a little bit more about toning in in, in just a little bit. And then the another component would be the um, help me, Lord. Uh, I appeal, luster, strike, and then uh, I'm, I'm missing one more. It'll come to me. But uh, of those components, I, I will think of this before this is over with. But um, of those different components, you know, that factors into what the overall grade of the coin uh, will, will come out to be. So um, if, if it's got weak strike, then that's going to knock off some points. And um, if it's got little to no luster, that's going to pretty much indicate that the coin has been in circulation. I appeal, again, if you've got some toning or some oxidation on the coin, does it look attractive? And if it doesn't look attractive and it takes away from the appearance of the coin, that's not going to benefit right. the grade overall. So, um, yeah, that, that that basically is what graders look for. And I know there's one more component. I'm going to find this out because it's troubling me now. <laughs> Probably because I'm fixating on it too much, but, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so you were using, what were you using before using the app to track all of your coins and your submissions? A spreadsheet or something else? Um, I was using the spreadsheet. Right. Uh, hang on for just a second, man. I got to get this down. This is troubling me. And I won't, uh, let's see. Strike, luster, there we go. Could I forget that? Surface preservation, right? Surface mm-hmm. preservation was the other thing that I was trying to, and I should know this as much as I look for bag marks in any type of marks that are on the coin. Thank you for being patient enough to find that answer. That would have been on my mind until I was able to get that out. (laughs) Strike luster, surface preservation, and then uh, eye appeal. And that's what graders typically look for when it comes to, you know, uh, the the grade of the coin uh, on that scale from zero to, to 70, yeah. How and many how many options are there from from zero to the best score there is? Um, actually, there's quite a bit, but primarily what you look for is whether or not a coin has been circulated uh, and versus uncirculated. So you get okay. you've got, you know a lot of descriptors, uh, which essentially would you've got about uncirculated, you've got good, you know the lower scale all the way up, but. I just typically look at it uh, divided between two. You know, has the coin been circulated? And if it's not circulated, then that means it must be in mint state condition. So mm-hmm. kind of like it is, you know, hot off the press. Hot, just it just came out of the mint. And so okay. MF grades range from 60 to 70. Everything okay. below would be considered 
circulated coins. Ah, so, I see. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay, cool. Interesting. Do you buy coins to resell them, or do you buy coins because you want to have the best collection or the largest collection? Uh, lately, I've been finding myself doing a little of both. You know, I okay. I enjoy as a true collector um, when you've got really nice pieces and uh, coins that that not only look good but are worth a lot in value. You. I typically don't want to come off of them. I, I don't. Right. But then there are times when, you know, you'll see a coin and then you're like, well, you know, I could stand apart with it. And, you know, I, I'll put coins up for auction and I'll sell some. Uh, I'd even trade some depending on, you know, what I was uh, wanting to get. So uh, I do a little of both, you know. So okay. I try, as a collector, I'm not a dealer. You know, dealers, they have no issue. They, they, right. Coins come right. in and coins go out. You know, so but as mm. a true bona fide collector, I don't like you want to collect. <laughs> I really don't, and I struggle with that. I do, you know. But there are those times when you know you want to free up some of your financial resources. I'll get them gone. You know, I look at uh, coins, the banknotes, the art that I collect, uh, some precious metals and gemstones. I look at them as assets. You know, you have people that correct. That that flip houses, um, and I flip coins, you know, um, mm -hmm. I may find a coin on eBay, a raw coin on eBay for 50 bucks. Okay. And send it in to get it graded. Once it comes back, now there's a, 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 a viable price that I can affix to that particular coin. So I've turned a, a $50 coin into a $500 coin. It, it comes back as a 64. I may resubmit that very coin with the hopes of it um, getting a higher grade. And if it does, you know, it, it may become a 66 or a 67 worth a thousand dollars. So, you wow. know, okay. for $50 and now it's worth a thousand, right? Put that out to market with the hopes of, a, you know, heavy hot bidding going on for this particular coin. Hmm. Who knows? I may, you know, the the highest bidder may buy it at fifteen hundred bucks, and so okay. that's an even better scenario for me. You do that a few times a month, and you're good. You know, if you right. you like that a month, and you're good. So it just that's the fun in it. You know, um, uh, a lot of I've heard different camps and different opinions. Uh, they they don't think that uh, numismatics or coin collecting should even be concerned or be regarded as an in type of investment. But I mean to be realistic about it, I don't know anybody who's serious about collecting coins and not concerned about the value of them. You know, I, I'm mm -hmm. not going to buy a a, a coin for five thousand dollars and and not be thinking in the back of my mind, will I be able to resell this to re coop the money that I've just spent or even perhaps get uh, a higher price for it if I were to put it back out there on the auction block. So, you know, one another thing that I love about numismatics is uh, by and large, the value of rare coins, the, it goes up over time. And of course, mm -hmm. that it's a lot on the particular coin type. But I mean, I since I've been in the game, I have, you know... <laughs> I mean, uh, the value of my coin collection has, has grown. Has gone right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm happy about it, and I give God all the praise for it, for sure. 
That is pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. For your app, coming back to your app, uh, yeah. how, how do you plan to get users? Something that comes up a lot with our clients at Lowcode is that we build an app for them to, to fix something in their process or to resolve or, or, or yeah, help with a pain they have either in their business or somewhere else. Uh, so they know the app is valuable. They know that the solution is valuable. And then the next step is getting users. Right. How are you doing that? How does that work for the TPG you know, app? I will be completely honest. I, I, I designed the app and had the idea for the app in mind really just for myself, right? Okay. <laughs> I hope that. I'm like, well, since there's nothing like it on the market, it'll be, a, it'll be something that's, that's uh, niche, you know, and that... Mm -hmm. I do put it to market, hey, I can make enough money to buy some more coins type of thing. So, right. uh, and then you guys came along and took my idea and made it even better. And I'm blown away. It's it's something that I know is going to skyrocket uh, because we're doing exceptionally well already. It's it's free and in the beta, uh, beta phase stage. And uh, to answer your question, I believe that, you know, if, if the more that people, uh, the more people that know that it's available, the better. So what I've begun to do is make self-help or uh, tutorials. Uh, mm, to okay, that's very valuable. Yeah. And I posted it on my YouTube channel. If you type in TPG tracker, uh, TPG coin tracker, you'll see uh, my YouTube channel. Uh, and I want to crank out maybe just a few more videos, but there are two. Obviously, we all have lives, and it's not like I have a, a great deal of time to devote to video content, but it's just something that I do as I have the time. You know, uh, right. I could pay a company to do it, but it's just something that is more, you know, personal and endearing. Correct. Like I could take on the challenge and do it myself. So, social media. Uh, has its place in terms of marketing and getting the word out for uh, my app or any app in particular. And, uh, you know, I think that if you have something that people will like, love, and enjoy using, then other people will tell other people about it. You know, so word right. of mouth is just as important than uh, the time and effort and resources you put into marketing and advertising. Yeah, and I think especially an app like yours that is very process-oriented, uh, an app fixes a lot of pains, right? It, it gives you the clarity because in your app, it pretty much gives you the instructions of what goes next. So you yeah. get a coin, the next step is this, and then the next step is right. So you get a pretty, like a very clear user journey inside of the app of what you have to do next for each of your coins, which I think is, or I hope is valuable not only for you, but for the users that start using the app uh, and they see value and they will be willing to, to pay a subscription or whatever price you have for the, for the app. Mm -hmm. uh, cool. So, go ahead. Was that a question? Because it cut out again. I'm so sorry. Um, was that a no, question? I think it's my internet. No, no, no. I was just mentioning that the more, mm -hmm. since it's very process-oriented, the whole app and the user journey is very lineal in the app, um, yes. I think that collectors will see a lot of value in something, in a tool, in an app like this. I agree. And uh, working with, with, with low code, just, you guys have done, you guys have done a phenomenal job translating uh, my vision to the app itself. 
you know, working with, with you and your team, uh, you know, I couldn't have done it all by myself. That's why I put people in charge and paid you guys good money to bring it to fruition. And that's what I think other people should bear in mind. You know, um, if you're good at something, then do the best that you can with what you've got. And then anything that's outside of your expertise, look for other people to help you. You know, no man is an island in and of himself. So it right. takes other people to get to where we need to be, you know, apps. Right, because you started making the app yourself and then you reach out to us, right? Exactly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. Exactly. Right. And uh, that that's why, you know, it, it with uh, bringing you all on board to assist with uh, the completion of the app and putting the icing on top, it took it from good to better. And, you know, I'm, I, I, I want to venture to say best, but, you know, I'm, I'm my hardest critic because even as <laughs> I went throughout the app using it for what it's intended for, I'm always thinking about, you know, what can I change or what could be different about this to make it better for the the end user so you know right, it right. doesn't just stop here now the now that the app is developed you know the, it I'm never looking stops at yeah. as far as as it possibly can go uh, for the overall user experience yes sir yeah i mentioned that probably in my in the other episodes i already have mentioned this as well an app is like a child it never ends right you always have to be there adding stuff changing things uh, eventually users have feedback and you want to implement that in the app. So it's like a never-ending process that you always have to be updating. I, I always tell our clients, if you look at the App Store or the Play Store on your phone, you'll see like Facebook, the Facebook app is updated every week. And most right. apps are. So it's like a never-ending process. Uh, but at least you get something which is good and it works great. Then you put it in the hands of your users, start getting feedback, and then do changes based on that feedback. Like you're using the app, people are using the app, and then it makes it easier to do things rather than just come up with ideas. This is true. Very true. Very true. Absolutely. So where, this was a great episode because we learned so much about collecting. Uh, yeah, coins, yeah. Numismatics. Where, where can people find more about you, your collection? You mentioned the, the TPG. Is the, is the name of your YouTube channel TPG or is it Grandmaster yeah, Puba? If you just, if you Google TPG, which stands for third party grading, uh, so TPG coin tracker, um, and you'll see, you know, the, the website and just directly for the app itself. The website for the app is tpgtracker.app. Uh, YouTube channel, you can just, uh, you can do a search for TPG coin tracker and you, you'll see it. Uh, for some of the uh, self-help uh, uh, video tutorials that I've put together and uh, still plan on doing. For 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 Puba, you can go to, uh, I've got a nice exhibition. I'm really blessed in the area of graphic design. Uh, so I like to do presentation and showcase a lot of my coins. BTW. I've seen that website and it looks really nice. Yeah, where you have your collection. Thank you, thank you. What's the link for that website? Uh, T, excuse me, BTW, as in Booker T. Washington, BTWcoins.com. You may have to put a WW right. in front of that. Um, but it points toward uh, one of my Adobe uh, portfolios. Correct. Yeah. Yes. I've got an online store, uh, PubaGallery.com. Um, I put some of my products on there, are different pieces that, that are for sale. 
Um, and I'm still working through that as well. So, um, but yeah, feel free to reach out to me at any time. If anyone has any questions, I am on Facebook. Uh, if you type in uh, Grandmaster Puba, you can find my page and I'd be more than willing to answer any questions about uh, coins and collecting. Uh, if you need to know God, I got you there too. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I'm very spiritual, you know, uh, Jesus, because I, I, know, I yeah. have to say this. Nothing that uh, I've accomplished in this life has been on my own. I, I give God, the Lord Jesus Christ, all the credit and praise. And um, because I keep him first, I have been excelling year after year after year without fail. You know, uh, life comes with hardships and, you know, learning experiences. But um, because I've kept him first and I continue to do that, you know, he's never let me down. So, and hopefully that helps somebody out there that's listening, you know, don't give up on life. You know, if, you're, if your passion is collecting, keep learning, keep striving, do the best that you can with what you've learning. Yeah. Um, if, when it comes to building an app, any great innovative idea that you've got, go to it with God first and foremost, and he'll be the one to lead you and guide you and then put people in your path to help you reach your goals like low code. Uh, did for me. So yeah, by all means, man, feel free to reach out to me at any given time. And, um, you know, uh, I just want to let everyone know that. And if I don't, if I don't get with you right then and there, I will eventually follow up with you. So, but hey, Jesus, I'm great. great. Thank you so very much for having me on today and uh, having me Thank as you. your special guest. It's a blessing and, and, and an honor for me. Thank you. I appreciate your time. It was a great episode. Thanks for joining. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.